Hey guys, welcome to the new Not Naked podcast. I am your host, Alyssa Brianne. And today, it is not a solo episode. I am joined by my lovely partner, Jake Myaski, once again. G'day guys, how's going? I'm back. The Australian legend, all you guys loved him in episode one on Finding Your Purpose, and he is back for episode three. I'm coming in hot doggy, let's get it done. He is thrilled. We are uh, reeling, in a lack of a better term, after Coachella Weekend 1. If anybody is not familiar with Coachella, it is a music festival, arts festival that happens middle of April every year for the past I don't know how long, don't quote me on when that started, but uh, there are a lot of parties and influencer events that happen during the weekend as well. And it's just a lot in three days. I am feeling mentally and physically exhausted. I don't know about you, babe. Yeah, I'm pretty cooked. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I have no brain cells left. Um, Today I felt very called to talk about something that I've always wanted to talk about and never really knew how to go about it, never really felt comfortable sharing it. But I wanna talk about social media today. I wanna talk about my experiences over the past 60 years working in it. I wanna talk about the lessons that I've learned, the many lessons that I've learned. And I wanted to talk about being able to create the life that you want while having social media be a part of your life. Because, you know, let's let's be real, it's a part of all of our lives, whether you work in it as a influencer, content creator, YouTuber, TikToker, whatever, or if you're just a consumer. Social media is a part of all of our lives. And I think that it is so difficult to be constantly bombarded sounds so aggressive but on a daily basis I feel like I am bombarded with content I am bombarded with judgment and I am bombarded with influence from other people that can sometimes be confusing and social media has been very difficult for me Over the past six years, I started working in social media in 2016, part-time, and it is now 2022, and I feel like my body and spirit have been crushed by social media, and it's exhausting. After this weekend at Coachella, I had this overwhelming guilt that I was not good enough, that I was not producing enough, I was not outputting enough content. When you're watching all of these people who have teams and are, you know, getting their hair and makeup done the whole time and they have their vlog cameras out and they're filming TikToks and they're doing reels and they're taking photos and all of the things. And I mean, hey, kudos to you guys I just know that I do not have the energy to be able to output that much content. And I had this overwhelming guilt the entire weekend. And I basically not ruined my weekend because of it, because me and Jake still had a really good time with our friends. 
when we were in the actual festival, Coachella, not Revolve Festival. But I just had this overwhelming guilt of not being good enough and surrounded by all of these influencers and content creators. It just made me feel horrible about myself. And I am someone, I've talked about this before, that struggles with being my true self and being able to express myself on and offline. Doing this podcast was a dream of mine to be able to show another side of me that I was never able to reach on Instagram. And this weekend just further attacked all of my insecurities. I I just, I'm being completely honest. And I'm sure it looked one way on my Instagram. I'm sure it looked like the best goddamn time that you've ever seen. And not that I hate that, but I wish that I shared those moments where I was feeling like shit. And I, there was another form of guilt that went on top of that because then I started seeing, I don't know if you guys have seen the, all the videos about Revolve Festival and, you know, all the problems with the transportation and all the things. And everyone, I think we have realized that TikTok is like the Twitter of video. So we are now getting information in real time apart from any other previous years that are just Instagram. Instagram, you are able to, you're able to filter and edit and change. And not that you can't do that with video, but TikTok is such a real firsthand account of things that are happening in real time. And seeing all of these content creators sharing these things in real time, I felt guilty for not being one of those sharers. I I was like, well, wh- why am I not sharing it? Why am I not speaking my truth on social media? Why am I not doing those things? And then I, you know, got into basically a hole inside my brain and it just further wound me down the rabbit hole of feeling not good enough because then I felt like I wasn't saying anything about it. But I was actually talking to Jamie about this today, and just because someone is sharing about it doesn't mean that we have to as well. Just because someone is filming 10 TikToks and a YouTube and this and that and da-da-da-da, if that does not resonate with you in your heart and you're just doing it because Sam, Joe, and Bob are doing it next to you, then obviously it's not going to feel good. Obviously you are not going to be outputting something that makes you happy. And that was me all weekend. And I hate that. I, I, I'm sad to be completely honest that I kind of let social media run my weekend. And I've been going to Coachella since I was 15 with my best friend, Tanya, and I, we actually stayed with them this weekend. And when we were with them, we were having the best time, just enjoying the music, not worrying about the freaking content that we were trying to capture. 
But then all of a sudden I stepped out of that friend, like that friendship bubble where I felt safe into this influencer heavy social media toxic honestly scary place for up for me I still get very intimidated walking into those things and I've been doing this for six years and I just constantly felt bad about myself and hey yeah this is the industry that I signed up for this is not new information but I'm realizing that maybe doing some of these things doesn't resonate with me. Maybe it doesn't resonate with me for a reason. And that is totally okay. And if it resonates with you, go off. Go, you do it. I love that for you, truly. Like, I wish that I had the energy to do that. But I know that I don't. And I think I keep trying to pretend like I want to do all of those things because I see the success from other people. The only thing that is driving my want or my jealousy of these other people that are quote-unquote succeeding is their engagement, how many followers they have, and my assumption on how much money they make. That is a terrible gauge. I don't even want to be doing half of those things. And yet, because I see a dollar sign, and because I see a high follower count on the other side of it, all of a sudden, I'm like, I want that. I admittedly spent half of my day yesterday crying because I felt so emotionally charged from the weekend and I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to have it process in my body. I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, but when I'm in social settings for long periods of time, I need to leave. I am a introverted extrovert. I am naturally very much introverted, but I can turn on the extroverted side of me, I don't know if that makes me, I've never done the like 16 personalities. Is that an INFJ or whatever? Anyways, basically I need to remove myself when I feel like I am taking on too many of other people's energies. I know my limits now when I feel drained and I either need to leave, remove myself, take a five minute break, or whatever, and this weekend, I feel like I was not honoring my own boundaries. And it honestly made me sad because I honestly had, I had a moment where I thought that I had regressed in all of the work that I've been doing. And it, it was a moment of doubt. I don't think I don't feel that way now. I know that it is a journey that we are always going through. And it's never like, I think I said this in the last episode, like not every day is going to be monumental and not every day is going to be amazing. And especially coming off of a weekend like that, I I needed time to decompress. I need like a whole 24 hours 
And I feel very emotionally drained still from the weekend. And I know it's just going to take some time and I just need to give myself some grace because I still don't feel good. I think that I've said probably enough about it. Um, sorry, I'm just, I am wound up. Um, but how was your experience this weekend, babe? I know that I have been rambling on a bit about it, but how did you feel? I think my experience is pretty similar to yours, even though I don't, I don't really use social media that much. Um, social media for me is probably more of a place where I see what my friends are doing. It's not, obviously it's different. You social media's work for you. Whereas for me, it's, uh, I haven't posted in nearly two years, unfortunately, but that's okay. Mm. I'll post a couple of stories every now and then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things like I'm, I'm a, I'm an introvert. Like you said, you're an introverted extrovert. I'm completely the opposite. I'm just introverted all the way. And when I, when I'm around people, I also have I also get a lot of anxiety as well. So as you know, sometimes I when I have anxiety and panicky moments around people, it you know, it kind of consumes me and I get a little bit pissed off, but in those settings I really have to monitor it because that, you know, in my eyes there's a lot of just shit that I don't want to be around um in terms of like just energy wise, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really fond of some of the energy because. I mean, it's toxic. It is. It's very much I'm better than you and, and competition. You can see that. Yeah. And I'm not even in the industry. I'm not even in that space, but you can see it coming from people. It's very, it's, it's a very judgmental environment. Um, so yeah, it, it's hard for you to be present. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just trying to, to um, you know, capture the moment rather than enjoy the moment. But the the, yeah. the problem is, you have to capture the moment because that's your job. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these people are are just capturing the moment. Um, and yeah, I think it's just not living the moment. It, it's hard. It's hard for me to um. To sort of say, just live, you know, just do it, right, right. But that's not going to happen. You, you know, people, you're required to to do that for your work or whatever it is. And um, well, I mean, hey, even I think that is a narrative that I've told myself right. over the past six years because who said that I have to capture every moment? Maybe yeah. that is just not the content creator that I am like I saw so many of my friends who did not attend any events and just went to the festival my influencer friends that are in the social media space and just went to Coachella and they had the time I mean it looked at again I'm seeing (laughs) what was on social media but they were barely posting one there was no service and it looked like they were just having a good time with their friends. Maybe they had one brand deal and then they were like, cool, see you guys later. I'm going to go dance in the Sahara tent. Like that is so rad. And I, here's this guilt happening on me again. 
I felt so guilty because I didn't do that. I'm like, oh, I wish that I said no to all of these events. I wish I didn't overextend myself and I just had fun with my friends because the moments that we were together, we were having the best freaking time. And I only went into the festival on Friday and then the end of Sunday. I feel like I don't even remember Saturday because it was only Revolve and I was just consumed with capturing content. I feel like I don't even remember what I did that day. And it's just to say like, yeah, there is this lack of presence that happens especially in this industry. And I think that I respect, mad respect, the creators who go out there and literally capture every freaking thing and are able to do a million different kinds of content per day. Seriously, mad respect to you guys. I just know that I'm not that person. And I've never been okay with that. I have always tried to be the person who is producing a million things. And guess what? I am burnt the frick out. And I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I'm cranky. And I know that it probably affects the people around me. I'm not showing up as the true version of myself. And... It's going to take me some days to to recover, to be completely honest. And I was talking to Jake and Jamie about this earlier, but it was this weekend was just basically a big lesson. And all of the quote-unquote negative things that I guess we could talk about that happened over the weekend were actually very insightful and just showed us what we like doing and what we don't like doing. And I think because it technically, quote unquote, goes against the grain of the influencer industry and what a influencer freaking looks like. I don't even know how you could say what an influencer looks like, but because it is making that conscious decision to put the phone away and not capture something, like there is so much power in that and so much beauty in that. And yeah, not every single moment of the day needs to be captured if it doesn't resonate with you. If it resonates with you and you're able to bang that out, great, sweet. And I think those of us who are, are, it is more difficult for us to do those things, we just have to respect our boundaries with it. We have to have boundaries with ourselves when we are creating this content because, yeah, I didn't enjoy half of my weekend because all I could think about was what everybody else was doing and what I wasn't doing. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good way to be. For no. Sure. And it creates competition. It creates jealousy. It creates, well, 
she got to do this, then I want to do that. Or how come she got that? And I didn't. And like, man, the world is huge. The influencer world is huge. There is enough room for all of us. And I think this competitive nature, this is in every, you know, career there, you know, everyone is, someone is always going to want to be on top. And I think it's just being able to discern in those moments when you recognize what's going on and then you're kind of able to pivot out of it. Yeah. And that's hard. Being able to pivot in those moments is difficult. And it it is not something that I say lightly because it is clearly something that I am still working on and I am not the best at because, yeah, I fall into holes all the time and I am constantly looking at the girl next to me and wishing that I was like her constantly, all the time, especially at these events, especially at Coachella, especially when it involves fashion and I freaking love clothes, guys. I'm like, oh, damn, I should have worn that. Oh, I should have styled it that way. Like, what? Yeah, but comparison is going to be a natural thing. You're going to get that all the time in your life. But the problem is those events are very much a centralized version of that. and It's very intense. It's very much in your face all the time. Yeah. So I think it's just balance. You need to be able to balance it. It's tough. It's a lot easier than said said than done because, like I said before, it's not my job, so I'm not required to post on social media for my work. Um, but you, I just can't. I I don't I don't let it control me. I control it, kind of thing. Right. You know, I'll I'll look at the app, and I'll see what my friends are doing, and cool, I'll put it away. I think a good um, a good reference for anyone who watches movies like I like to do. <laughs> There's a movie called uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. You will enjoy it and you'll probably book a vacation afterwards. Um, but one of the scenes is Sean Penn and he is a photographer up in the mountains and Ben Stiller hikes all the way to the top to meet him. And he is uh, he has his camera out and he has a long lens and he, he sees this really, really rare snow leopard, I think it is. And he's, uh, he's lining up the shot and Ben Stiller's looking at him and he says to him, why don't you take the shot? When are you going to take the shot? And Sean just lifts his eye above the camera and he says, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just stay in it. Mm-hmm. I just stay in the moment. And he's just right there. So it's kind of hard to, to apply that into real life. But I think it's a good lesson or a good thing to take with you is that you just – need to absorb what's around you and not have to capture everything. You don't have to take every shot. Yeah, you don't for sure. You don't have to. And it's, it's maybe comparing taking the photo to agreeing to a brand deal or going to an event. You don't have to do everything. You don't. And you can't do everything. And if you try, 
then you get lost, I think. I think you start to, everything gets diluted and you can't focus on what's important. I think right. that's the biggest thing. And I think you've learned that a lot too, is that you've you've finally been able to narrow down exactly what you want from your your brand, yourself, your identity, you as a person, you know where you want to go. So the, and obviously that's a journey. It's not an overnight thing. So that's why events such as Coachella and all of the parties and stuff around it, they, it's, I wouldn't say it's evil, but it very much pulls you back into old ways of which you've, you've, like you said, you've, you've broken the back of that and it's still always going to be there. It's always a, it's always a fight to make sure that you, you know, you're on the path to continue what you're doing. But, you know, there just seems to be a lot of, uh, desperation that's created by certain brands by certain imagery by social media i mean everybody knows that social media is people's highlight reel you know that we'll post a photo and everybody you'll look happy and and you know flying but the re in the reality of it the person's so depressed and they they even struggle to get out of bed but they think that that's what they need to post to you know make it look like they're having a, a great time yeah that was me yeah, see? That so, was me all freaking weekend. And I just don't think that's a conducive way to live. Um, and again, all these things are easier said than done. You know, it's it it's hard to explain to, you know, your grandmother of 80, 90 years of age who, you know, doesn't really understand the powers of social media because they weren't, they weren't raised with it. But, uh, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, it's heavily ingrained in everybody's lives who have been you know, brought up in the last 15 years of their life. And it's, it's, you know, it's an alarm clock every morning. You wake up and that's what it is. So that's what I think it is in terms of balance. There needs to be a balance in your life with social media and with your actual real life. Simple things like even just for me, even if I just go for a run or go for a walk or whatever, reading a book, all that stuff is very, it's very freeing for me. And it's doing things that you enjoy. It's, yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily just be a walk or a book or whatever. Right. If you want to take up a freaking pottery class, yeah, do that. And if you want to share it on social media, great, but don't feel like you have to. Right, exactly. Do it for you. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because... It brings you joy. Do it because you want to have fun. True. Because at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck anyway. It's social media. People are going to look at it and they're going to say, well, that person's having a great time. Oh, fuck. I'm I'm not doing enough to have a great time. I need to ha now have a great time. It's a perpetual cycle when you really just need to find what you, what you love and do it. If you post about it, great. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I find even sometimes, like I said, even though I don't work in social media, I still do find myself in, in the hole, you'll scroll and you're in a hole and next thing you know, it's an hour and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And that, that's annoying to me because I feel like the productivity I could have got out of that hour is gone. And now I've just absorbed a bunch of information that to me really isn't important information. It's just fucking shit, you know? Yeah, it's, it's more of... It And, hey, we're not saying not to scroll on social media because, hey, that is going to happen regardless, but it's being more intentional 
with your scrolling. Right. If you know you're going to have a little dirty scroll for 30 minutes and you're doing it, you got to get out your system. Great. But I think that I am one of those people who also gets stuck in a hole and I look up and it's two hours later and I'm on TikTok and I have no idea what just happened. My brain feels like mush. I don't, my reaction time, like I also feel like after I, I scroll on social media, I'm very reactionary. And I know it's something that I've been trying to work on is not looking at my phone for at least 30 minutes when I wake up. I'm not great at it yet, guys. But it's something that I'm working on because when I don't look at my phone for 30 minutes when I wake up, it actually makes me feel better. And when I'm going to reach for my phone, just clocking myself for one second, why am I going to look on my phone? Is it because I just want to look for the engagement that I got on my last post? Why do I need to do that? It's not necessary. The engagement is going to be whatever the engagement is. Looking at it 10 times in 60 seconds is not going to change the number. And that is something that I am horrible at. I'm going to be brutally honest. I checked that freaking number way too many times than I can count. And I think especially with the new algorithm, your post can jump three weeks later and the number can be completely different. Yeah. So there is literally no point. Engage for the first like couple minutes, five minutes, and then leave it alone. Just let it be. And that is so hard to do. I mean, Jake has seen me pretty much in tears every time that I post. And yeah, it's bad. It doesn't feel good. And I think that kind of brings me to my next topic of what has it been like living with an influencer? It's honestly just it's been eye-opening how much your job, I mean, like most jobs in the world, but your job, it's so intensely exacerbates mental health issues, I think. Like if you're not stable as a person or you have underlying things, I think social media and the world of influencing can really make you feel there's there's it's very much peaks and troughs you're either extremely happy because things are going great with your engagement or it's fucking atrocious and you want to jump out the window and the thing that's frustrating for me as a person from the outside looking in is a lot of those metrics don't mean shit and they're not they're not necessarily controlled by the quality of your content it's more so the data and metrics of a company and what they think they need to show to people of which then they will either like or they won't like. So I think that it's rough for me because I do see that you react to social media in a way that uh, is conducive to how you think your your worth is. But even now, since you've grown a lot from having your coach, Vanessa, she's a legend, um, Shout out Vanessa McNeil. Follow her at the Vanessa McNeil on Instagram. Thank you. 
shout her out. So, yeah, I think that, um, again, no matter how much work you do, that's all, it's always going to be there because it's your life, it's your world, and it's your, your, your way of, of earning income. So. And it, it's, sorry to cut you off, it's such a double-edged sword because I signed up for this. Yeah. I, no one is dragging me by the heels saying, please be an influencer. Please create content all day, every day. No, I chose this. I chose this route. And it has been such a learning experience. And yes, with the help of my coach, I have been able to work through those moments in a faster manner. I feel like those moments of feeling so low of, you know, my post is doing horribly, the brand is going to hate me, my audience think I suck, whatever that my intrusive thoughts are telling me, those moments are definitely, uh, the, the time span is a lot less. I will still feel all of those things, but then in about a couple minutes, I'm like, okay, guess what? It's up, it's a post, it's going to perform however it's going to perform, I need to move on to the next thing because if I sit here and wallow about it, one, I am wasting so much time and energy on it that I don't need to be wasting because, again, it is a Instagram is like Russian roulette. Sometimes it's going to do great and sometimes it's not. This app is designed to keep you on it. It makes it so you keep coming back to it. It's not random that they made the algorithm this way. They made the algorithm this way so that you would stay on the app longer. And guess what? It works. And I think that we just need to be aware of that because, yeah, we can't ask Instagram, hey, can you, can you change the algorithm to help me on my mental health journey? Because the way that this works right now isn't really working for my brain. Like, no, that's not going to happen. We need to be aware that this app is driving us to it 24-7. And we can have discernment in those moments instead of opening Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. Picking up a book, like you said. Taking a walk. Going to the gym. I don't know, drawing. I don't know why I'm thinking of writing a poem, but just do anything else. Go to the grocery store, walk your dog, feed your cat. I don't know. Just do something else in that moment. And yeah, if you want to go back to it later and have a little bit of a dirty scroll, then do that. Just be intentional with it and aware of what is going on because that mindless scrolling is what is rotting at least my brain, it doesn't feel good. And I think that I, I just, I was never really all that honest with myself. I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. But yeah, it, it affects your mental health. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and yeah, if you are someone who already struggles with depression, anxiety, low feeling of self-worth, low feeling of confidence, all of these things, working this in this industry is 
obviously going to exacerbate those things. And I am so grateful for my coach that has been able to help me work through the things that would normally break, basically break me down. And I am able to lessen that time when I'm feeling all of those things. But I am also now learning, just like this weekend, that I can choose to not create, to not participate, to not attend, to not do anything that doesn't bring me joy, that doesn't make me happy, that doesn't fill my cup. And being totally okay with that. Having complete peace with saying no. Why do we feel like we always have to say yes to everything? Shout out to those who are very good with their boundaries and say no all the time. That's awesome. I'm working on it. Because, yeah, I am a yes person. I say yes to everything. I overcommit. And I think that I can do everything in 24 hours. And I I just don't have the energy to do it. And that's okay. That is totally okay. And it does not affect your self-worth. It does not make you any less successful than the person sitting next to you. If you are a different kind of creator, then you're a different kind of creator. You don't have to share the same things that every single other person is sharing or how they are creating content. Create content how you want to create content. Create content in a way that makes you feel good. Because I know right now, I am not creating. I mean, maybe... I want to say 30% of the time I'm creating content that makes me happy. But the other 70%, yeah, ask Jake. I am, I'm miserable. And I think this, this newfound awareness hopefully will make those numbers a little bit more even, evened out. Because, yeah, it's not, all those feelings are not just going to go away. But it is being able to protect your energy in those moments. And being so fine with it. And then supporting those around you who can do it. Be like, yes, I love that for you. Amazing. I'm going to be on my couch. Like, I had a moment today where I, I mean, even when I came home yesterday, I had things due, we unpacked, I wanted to try and clean the house. Like, I already had so much on my to-do list that I had to turn in or accomplish. And so I haven't even had a time for myself since I got home from the weekend. And today, I curled up on the couch I ordered sushi from my favorite sushi place down the street and I watched Criminal Minds and I had the biggest damn smile on my face and I realized that that was the first time that I actually sat down and did something for myself 
in a very long time. And I think it also, I think it also brings up this idea of constantly saying or thinking that you're always working when you're probably just expending a lot of energy thinking about working but not actually working at least that's me I'm always like oh I have to do a million things I'm so busy I can't do anything I can't call you back I can't text and da 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 I'm so busy I'm so busy I'm so busy but then I look back on what I accomplished over the day and like okay that probably could have been accomplished in like four hours rather than eight or nine because I was just so frantically in my brain thinking about everything that I had to do. And this goes back to my morning pages that I talked about in episode one. It helps get all of that chatter out of your brain and onto a piece of paper so that you are able to get through your to-do list more efficiently. The lessons that I've learned in the past six years have been kind of all over the place because I think that obviously six years is a very long time for you to grow as a human being and so a lot of things happened between my mid to early 20s to now being 30 and I think there are a lot of life lessons that come along with that but my main one is learning to protect my energy. Learning to say no. And learning, this is probably my number one word throughout this episode, is learning to have discernment in those moments where you feel like you need to. And to not always say yes to everything. And your gut literally tells you. It's actually pretty amazing having a partner like Jake because he has helped me, especially in those discernment moments as being a sounding board and a support system in this space, being a a partner that fully hears you and understands you and supports you in those moments because this job is heavy and it is a lot to take on. And I want to thank you, babe, for being there for me because I know it's not easy. And actually, I've always been curious about this, but what are some lessons you've learned in the social media space? I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that what you see on social media isn't the reality of what's going on in the world. So we shouldn't treat it like that. I think that a lot of the things that are on there, you know, are potentially triggering for a lot of people. And that's me included, even though, again, I don't work in that space. I still see things being punched at me like success and all those kinds of things that can make you reevaluate who you are as a person. But I think if you just, again, give it healthy time, give yourself space from it, 
and allow yourself to just focus on what's important in your real life, then, you know, when you do go to the app and you do post whatever you want or, or see or do whatever you want or, you, you again, you, you, you follow a certain amount of people that give you positive outlooks, you know, you don't necessarily follow people who will, you know, make you feel like shit or bring you down or you're comparing yourself constantly to. I think it's, you know, I, I know that I've, even you know unfollowed or whatever a bunch of things that i that weren't really bringing me you know either knowledge or happiness or you know genuinely being interested in other people's lives that i have around me i think it's a i think it's a useful thing to have in our lives for sure it's a communications thing it allows you to be proud of your achievements um but it also can be very toxic and it can you know, lead you down a path where you don't necessarily develop as your best version of yourself. You start to question what you're doing and, you know, your path and all that kind of stuff. So I think that the biggest lesson for me is just having balance in your social media and real life. You just have to have balance. It's like anything. It's like most things in life. You just have to have balance. And, you know getting out and doing stuff, being in the real world. You know, like I said before, going for a walk, as simple as that is. If I go for a walk in the middle of the day and it's sunny, it's nice, everything's calm, it just helps, you know, with just things in general. And, you know, even when you get that anxious tick to grab your phone, if you just fight it once and don't do it and instead try and do something else, then, I mean, you kind of never know what can come from that. You know, you could even break a habit. It's crazy. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm not, not here preaching advice, but I'm just saying that some of these things that things I've worked, I've worked on for a while and they seem to work for me. Um, and they'll just make you a bit more present in, in your everyday life. I think they're just things that you can, you can do to kind of, feel a bit more fulfilled i think that's really what it is so those are my lessons i think that i've learned from social media yeah the this ongoing thing of presence is so important and yeah possibly breaking a habit by not fulfilling that anxious need to pick up your phone all the time and scroll could be very beneficial to you. And it's something that I I work on, I continue to work on, and I know that every day I'm going to have to work on it. And this is actually something that you're going to hear me say, my coach Vanessa, about a million times, but she has taught me so many wonderful lessons in life and one of my favorite ones is do more things that bring you joy. Do more things that make you happy. And if it doesn't, don't. And this constant, I, I remember one of the first sessions we ever had, I was not in the best of headspaces and I was talking to her about being 
present on social media every single day of even when I was in my, you know, sad moments, my depressive, anxious moments that I felt like I had to show up and be this version of myself every single day. And I was going on and on and on and on. And she stopped me and was like, well, who told you that you had to show up every single day on social media? You did. No one else is telling you that you have to do it. And there's always this excuse of, well, my engagement's going to go down and I'm going to lose followers and da da da. We, that is happening anyway, guys. This is, <laughs> we all know that Instagram is not the place to grow anymore. And I, I think that since a lot of us who have been doing it for a very long time, I know that I've had a difficult time transitioning into TikTok and YouTube and now podcasting. I, I'm still posting on Instagram every day. I'm still trying to fulfill this need of, oh, well, I need to get more followers and I got it. And no one told that to us except for ourselves. There is no Instagram rule book on how to grow an audience you do it however it resonates with you and however it feels good to you. If that's connecting with people, then do that. If, if you are someone who is able to sit on Instagram all day and connect with your audience in that way, then do that. I feel like it's being completely at peace with those decisions that will ultimately help you grow your audience, will fill your cup, make you happy, and probably end up helping you with your career. At least for me, that's what I'm finding out, that my over output is only being detrimental to my growth. For me, my content definitely dilutes as I try to overproduce because I'm not able to give all of my creative juices to the million things that I have my hands in. And I realize that I am just not that kind of creator and that is totally okay. I know that I will grow my audience and my career by not being on Instagram all day because it doesn't resonate with me. And it, I don't think is working because I think I've been stuck at the same number for I don't know how long. And what truly brings me joy and brings me happiness is connecting with you guys, hearing your stories, giving you advice, being able to share my experience with you guys. That's what makes me happy. And truth be told, having a podcast has been the only way that I have felt comfortable. I mean, it's still uncomfortable to be completely honest, but it is the most comfortable that I have been being able to share that kind of content. And I know everyone's always like, well, you got to get on TikTok. You got to get on YouTube. Da, 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 you got to talk. Da, da, da. And even on stories, like you guys, I struggle with stories every single day. And 
it's one of those things where I feel like you can totally tell when I'm overthinking it. And I think that just goes across creating content in general. When I'm not having fun, I feel like you can tell. And it's it's honestly just been very hard for me to pick up the phone like I do with this mic and just talk and just share and just be completely honest and authentic and real. I don't know why when I pick up this phone or this camera, it gets diluted and I get confused and I overthink it and it doesn't flow and then I get hard on myself and then I end up posting nothing at all. Like that is pretty much the general life cycle of a thought that's in my brain. And I think the more that we continue to do this podcast, the more that we continue to just chat, I think it'll just get easier and easier. But right now, it's hard. It's really hard. And yeah, my my OCD perfectionist brain gets very hard on myself every single day when it comes to creating content. And I honestly think the overproduction is really just a way to mask my true feelings about it because I'm so distracted overproducing that I don't even have time to second guess myself. And honestly, I don't know what's the lesser of the two evils in that instance because I know that is no way to support a creative process, nor is it anything that's good for your mental health. And it's just to say, guys, if you don't want to share something, if you don't want to do something, if you don't want to attend something, don't do it. You don't have to. And that is totally okay. And you are allowed to create however you want to create and whatever supports you in your creative process. And I will continue to share my experiences to the best of my ability with you guys because that is truly what makes me happy. And I want to thank you all for being here because it means a lot. And with that, I'm going to end this wonderful episode. And I want to thank Jake for being on this as well and sharing some amazing nuggets of knowledge. Thank you, babe. No worries. Love you, legend. Get out and get some sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Get out there. Go on a walk. Get some sunshine. And uh, this has been the Nude Not Naked podcast. I will see you on the next one. Bye.